Could you be down? I could be down. I could be down. I could be down to record a podcast for the people who have probably been missing it the last three weeks. Um, You may not know this, and I know not everybody's from the area, but there was a snowstorm that really, really took a hit on the city of Boston. You would have thought Katrina was coming through. Um, And so I'm playing that card. I'm using that as an excuse because apparently that's allowed. We got fucking 18 inches of snow and people are acting like it's the first time that's ever happened. It's like, come on, grow up. You from New England, dude? Come on, we live for this. Yeah, all right, let me run it back real quick. I'm not actually using the snowstorm as an excuse, but Pete, but we had a snowstorm here in Boston over two weekends ago. Actually, no, over last weekend. And I, I don't, for some reason, the reaction was just not like I remembered it ever being in this city or the area. It was 18 inches of snow, which is not insignificant, but people were like lining up at the grocery stores and like buying water and milk and eggs. It's like, people, what are we doing? What are we doing? Have we not done this before? We've gotten way more snow than that. And this was a one-off, so it snowed all of Saturday, and then it was done. That was it. That was it. And it's definitely caused a shit show on the roads. You got to see the fucking parking situation here in Southie right now. People are using these space savers, dude, and it it's causing... A lot of turf wars. People will just, they'll shovel their car out, which is completely buried, and put like a cone or a chair or some marker in the spot so nobody can take it. And man, it's caused a stir. It's, it's a controversial topic on the Southie communi- community building. Excuse me. It's a mouthful. Southie community bu- bulletin board Facebook group. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. Maybe it's just, it's my first time on the mic in a couple weeks. Both of my co-hosts, partners, who I'm, I'm the host, they're the co-host, I'm superior, they don't show up, both missing, both MIA, BMO's in Vegas, probably losing all of his money, they they sent him there for work, um, which really builds on that theory that I had in some previous episode that they just BMO's work. So he doesn't, when he's feeling overwhelmed and like he can't handle his job, I think upper management at his company sends him off on these little four day vacations so he can just blow off some steam. It's like Dennis Rodman in the last dance. One of those one of those Jordan championships years, they would just let him go off to Vegas for a couple nights, so so he could keep his head straight. Um, body is he's a frontline worker, so he's he doesn't have it. He doesn't have as much explaining to do. I kind of let him go off as he pleases. Um, so yeah, another solo app. I was just gonna skip again, just because I I don't 
enjoy doing the solo apps as much. I don't think they're as good, but maybe I'll prove myself wrong. Maybe I'll prove myself wrong. I don't think I'm doing a good job. My, my words aren't coming through as clear as I'd like them to, but you know, some people, some people mumble, some people stumble. It's a real thing we got to deal with, but yeah, snowstorm. It, uh, basically shut down the city. People were acting like it was the biggest snowstorm we've ever gotten, which it isn't. But I think that's part of people being locked into their in their houses for two years. When something abnormal happens, it just the the new normal. Uh, the, when something abnormal happens, the new thing to do is just overreact. Um. Yeah. So I to kind of fill up some time here I, I i sent out a little instagram story on surf harrington that's the instagram account as most of you know that you can get all podcast updates all that stay up to date on the entire thing um i sent out just a post and i was like hit hit my line with some questions just right there on the story we got some good ones lined up so if i feel like i'm running out of things to talk about i'll go to that and yeah, should be a good episode, but I would, I think the first thing I need to acknowledge is that Tom Brady officially retired. We obviously haven't been on air since that happened, and the news was originally broken by Schefter, but then there was all this speculation in the air. Tom Brady's dad, who I don't really think knows exactly what's going on. He's an old dude who kind of speaks out and... I don't know if he's the best source of information for Tom, but it's pretty good. He spoke out and he was like, Tom is not retiring or he has not made any decisions. Um, so I think Brady's camp probably didn't want that information out. He, they kind of wanted to be, to be the ones to announce it. But um, the speculation after Schefter tweeted that out is that he's not retired, but Adam Schefter is obviously like the the one of the top sports reporters in the country, so I, I would have been surprised if he had that wrong. Um, a few days later, Brady posts on his Instagram that it, it's it's true he's retiring, and New England loses their fucking minds because he didn't mention he didn't mention us. Um, and his post, he, he, it was all Buccaneers focused, Buccaneers organization, the owners, the fans, Bruce Arians, his teammates, and diddly squat about New England. He also used a picture. This was a big, like, oh, this is a total middle finger. He used a picture from the game where the Buccaneers played the Patriots this year. They won. Um, Patriots missed a field goal to send us to OT, I believe. I don't really remember. I was at that game. That was the one game I went to this year. It was fun. It was raining. Um, yeah, but my reaction to that, um, he's he's since done a little bit of acknowledgement for us on the Instagram story. He said, thank you, New England. We love you, like blah, blah, blah. He shared the Patriots post. And then he shared one today, like a hype video kind of highlighting his time in New England. And you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm not a fucking child who's going to get upset that this guy who brought us six Super Bowls didn't 
thank us right off the bat. Um, he also, my feelings might have been different right after the first post when I was like, oh, God, is he just, just going to completely stiff us? Or uh, is he going to give us some respect? I always kind of knew he was going to give us some respect because he's a businessman. I mean, he's got all this weird shit going on after his retirement. He's launching the Brady brand, which looks like just like high-end, kind of comfortable pants. They look like Lululemon pants. I've only really seen the pants, but they're like nice, casual pants, button, all that, not joggers. But, um, yeah, I just think he would have been turning away a lot of customers there, turning away a lot of money if he just completely stiffed New England, because that's his most passionate fan base. Um, and I hate these Buccaneers people who are like, he's a buck for life. It's like, no, he's not. He he used you guys. He used you guys. He, he left the Patriots and he said, you know what? I'm going to go to a franchise that's going to pay me a lot of money and give me the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl. I don't care where it is. He didn't choose Tampa because of the organization or the players on the team, or the fan base. He chose it because he could have won a Super Bowl, and there's dope weather in Tampa. Everybody knows that. Don't be stupid. All right? But for all the people who are upset with the way Brady left it with New England, first of all, he left it with New England two years ago, or whenever he left originally. He did a big post for New England. But... um. Also, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But, I mean, there have been worse goodbyes to to fan bases before. Dale Earnhardt, that was it. He didn't say thank you. <laughs> All right, bad joke popped into my head. Um, sorry about that. Um, what else is on that? Oh. NBC Sports, Ted Johnson, who used to be a linebacker for the Patriots, claims that Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, obviously, had a temper tantrum about Brady's Instagram post. And this is just such a bullshit story. It's such a classic, like, former athlete who goes goes into the media in Boston and is trying to get clicks and attention. And there's no shot that Robert Kraft, and I think he's almost 80. Let's see. Robert Kraft age. Not that it matters, but I'm actually just curious about this. He's 80. I don't think an 80-year-old man threw a temper, temper, temper tantrum over an Instagram post. Just my guess. Um, I don't think he knows what Instagram is. But, well, actually, I could see Kraft kind of smoothly going on Instagram and kind of you know, finessing those Instagram influencers and and ass models, sliding into their DMs, being like, hey, how much for a rubby? How much for a tuggy? Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Other, uh, other football news, the Washington Redskins. Fuck. Oh, my God. I just dead-named the... I just dead-named them. The Washington football team, as they've been going for for the past several years, the football team based in Washington, D.C., forget 
forget what I just said. I'm not going to bleep it out, but it's a part of the dark history of this this league and the country, and we just have to accept it. But take back, take that back. Our words, whatever. Um, the Washington football team has found a new name, the Commanders. I'm not here to talk about whether or not that's a good name or a bad name or the name controversy controversy over the past couple of years. They probably a good call to change the name, but it is so stupid they went by Washington football team. It's stupid they landed on the Commanders because there was a simple solution from day one with this whole thing. All they had to do was just add potatoes to their original name. Washington Redskin Potatoes. Who would have been upset with that? I mean, I wouldn't have protested. The Redskin Potatoes could have could have just kept the same colors that works for potatoes, especially Redskin ones, same colors. And uh yeah, change the logo from that that questionable character of a Native American. You could have even made it a Native American eating a potato. No, that probably would have been not cool. But, um, yeah, the naming thing is so dumb. And then it takes you three years, and nobody... The thing with the naming... The thing with the process of naming a new team is nobody's going to be happy when you finally do get a name. Like, nobody was going to be happy with the commanders. Um... I don't, I don't, I haven't seen any other better ideas, but Commanders is stupid. Commanders is stupid. DC, you kind of have to, like, all their teams have a, a theme. Well, except the Wizards, I guess. Or that could subtly be, like, government-themed, you know, the Wizards behind the scene. I don't know, but... Yeah, the Nationals, the Capitals, and the Commanders. They used to have the Washington Senators as a baseball team. Ted Williams was a, that's where he wrote out his career as a player coach. Fun fact, just a little fun fact. I'm full of them. Um, yeah. But same thing. I actually went through something like that in my high school. My, my high school's mascot was the Hornets. And then for some reason... Everybody wanted to change it. Like my sophomore year, I think they got rid of the Hornet. They were like, we're going to find a new mascot that makes more sense for our school. And like, I was like, Hornets is fine. We had a dope logo, black and green Hornet, which doesn't make much sense. But um, so the next year we just went no mascot. Like our all of our uniforms were school, like the school name. No mascot, um, no logo other than just the school logo. Um, and then the the next three years were spent trying to figure out a mascot. And they were like, eventually they narrowed it down to like four options. It was like the Black Bears. So I went to school up in New Hampshire at a school named Proctor. Um, people wanted the, the peas which just made no sense. No sense. I never really got it. I never really engaged with that conversation. The Proctor P's, I don't know if they meant the letter or the or the the 
side dish or whatever you call peas, the vegetable. Um, I didn't really get it. I, I think I can't remember any of the other ones, but I remember Hornets was still on the table. Like people were like, or we could just go back to Hornets. And so once they had it all narrowed down, the people who pitched each mascot went up and made a presentation about each mascot. And the person who was pro Hornets gave this presentation about how badass Hornets are, how they build their nest, how it's all about teamwork. And at the same time, they're self-sufficient, but they also work together and they build really cool shit. And then, uh, Pretty sure Hornets just won in a landslide. So we were the Hornets again after three years of not having a mascot. Um, And again, not everybody's going to be happy. Not everybody's going to be happy, but uh, it's funny. It's funny. The um, Washington football team was a funny, funny saga. In the NFL history. Um, yeah. So, another thing that happened to me recently is I was at a bar and some guy was giving me guff for being an indoor beanie guy. He's like, oh, you're one of those indoor beanie guys. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? It's 12 degrees outside. If it was June, I wouldn't be wearing a beanie indoors, but... I haven't gotten a haircut in a couple months because I'm busy grinding all winter. I don't have time for that. If you have if you have an hour and a half to kill sitting in a chair getting your haircut, maybe you should rethink your motivation and level of obligations to the grind. Um, that's what I have to say. Just been fucking grinding, dude. Um, so yeah, my hair is a little out of control, so I wear a beanie indoors. That's basically my winter my winter wardrobe is the beanie indoors. Although last time I got my hair cut, my dresser was like, it's not good for your hair to wear a beanie all the time. You shouldn't wear a hat every day. And I was like, don't tell me what to do. All right. I didn't I didn't I paid for you to cut my hair. All right. Not give me tips. No, this is this isn't an advice session. Um yeah, what else we got? Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other funny tidbits or stories or anecdotes for you guys. Um, there's not much else in the news right now. It's kind of sports heavy. Um, COVID, I don't really know where we're at with that, honestly. I think it's calming down from where we were at like a month ago, which is good. Um should I move on to these questions? Let's check them out. I'm going to move on to some questions. Let's do it. This is the first time we've done this. I actually think this is a good, good, um, good little segment that we might start doing. All right. So I don't know if I should just do these in order or do them based off how much I like them. All right. So we got a couple questions from Bill Drum and also Julia V., Asking about TB12's retirement. I already touched on that right away at the top of the hour. You can check that out. If you want to hear my answer on that, you can skip back and re-listen. Sean Winthrop, who is actually a 
guest on the podcast. Sometimes he was, I was supposed to give him a call tonight, but it didn't work out with his schedule. Um, so Winthrop asks, does ketchup belong in the fridge? Of course it fucking does. What are we, European? Pretty sure they like their ketchup at room temp. But to extend on his question, I would say, does ketchup belong on everything? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, I'm not afraid. I'm not too insecure of a person to admit that I like ketchup on a lot of things that, you know, I would I would get some judgment for. Mac and cheese, ketchup, very good. Um, steak, even. Not a really good steak, but, like, I'll do it. I'll do it, especially if no one's watching. Um, mashed potatoes, ketchup, shepherd's pie, ketchup, and hot sauce. Maybe, if I'm feeling absolutely insane. Um, Thad. Baddiest Thicknell says... What's the difference between a green bean and a chickpea? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, I like those, though. (laughs) Um, Okay, Jack Mack, a friend of the program, has four questions. Who's a bigger union guy, Jersey Mike or Matty Donahue? I would have to say my boy, Matty Donahue. He's actually not in a union. He's uh, unemployed. He's 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 uh, on the dole, as they call it. But uh, he's, he he runs in the circle of the union guys and respects the union. So, um, Matty Donahue for sure. But you know, it's a busy brewing season. He's got a lot of games to go to. For those who don't know, Matty Donahue, the guy from the area, he's the When uh, when the Bruins have the puck in the offensive zone, he's a very important member of the team. Um, basically, I, I, as he mentioned in his last, they kind of did a little docu series on him. You can find that on Surf Harrington, Surf Harrington's Instagram account. So. Sorry, my mic my mic came unplugged. I really hope that doesn't fuck anything up. Oh, God damn. Um Okay, so all of so Marty Don, he was an eye on the sky for the Bruins, so he's kind of he's a bigger union guy. That's how he got his season tickets. Um All right, Jack Mack, another question, another union question. <laughs> Does the Southie Bathhouse Southie Bathhouse new little community center or whatever you want to call it. They're building on the water here. Um, it's been, it's been in the works for as long as I've been here. I think it's been like three years. Um, he says, does Southie bathhouse stand a chance if scabs are doing the construction and not union? Um, I mean, my knock, my, if you don't know, scabs are members of the union who crossed the picket line. Um, really been interested in union stuff lately. But uh, 
You know, the problem with scabs isn't that they're not productive. Like, scabs are going to get the job done, and that's not the issue. The issue is that they don't respect the union. and they don't, They're not part of the brotherhood. Um, so I do think the Southie bathhouse will get built. Does that tarnish a little bit of the, of the aura around the entire project? Yes, it does. It definitely does. And if it's being built by scabs, I don't even know if I'm going to utilize that feature of the community. But, yeah, that's all I got to say there. Next question from Jack Mack. All right, I like it. Um, is it okay to leave dog shit in the snow in Southie? Absolutely fucking not. I think that should be a felony. I think that should be felony, felonous, vandalism, Straight to jail, lock them up, throw away the key. And it's not just snow. It's just leaving your dog shit anywhere should be considered. It, it, it's a high level of vandalism. You're, you're basically shitting on the community. If your dog shits, that's, that's an extension of you. And it, it's public indecency. Um, I, I, I think that would be the charge if you just took your pants down and shit in public and then vandalism as well. Disrespecting the community, disorderly conduct. I think it's a, I think those charges should be pretty hefty and should carry a long jail sentence. So yeah. And disorderly conduct, endangerment, um, creating a hostile environment and, uh, just being an asshole. Yeah. That's all I got to say there. Um, let's see. Huh. I think the camera might have just shut off, maybe. Um, okay. Philly B, who is a loyal listener of the program, asks, why does BMO stink so bad on the pod? And under his armpits. Well, he actually doesn't smell bad. I'll give him that. For the way he looks, it, it, it's a toss-up. He, he could be a stinky dude. He's not. He's, he's got good hygiene from what I can tell. Um, as far as his performance on the pod, I think it's just lack of commitment. And um, I think when he gets into a groove, he's a very strong second, second seat. That being said, I think it's hard for him to find a groove when he's going off to Vegas and Florida and wherever the fuck else every week. Um, Mike, Mikey Linehan asked, if you could eat any ass, which would it be? <laughs> um, <sighs> pass. Um. If I could eat any ass. Oh, you know what? It's, it's, it's a tough one. I would have to think about it for a second, but there's multiple angles you could take here. Um, if Tom Brady asked me to, would I? Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. Um pretty sure Guerrero does that for him so I don't think he would ask me but that could be a good answer um god why are we so obsessed with eating ass huh 
I don't think I would. I don't think I would eat any ass. All right. No comment on whether it's been something that I've experimented with in the past, but um, that's. I'll leave it there. Um, Dangle snipe breezy. Good friend of mine, Annie. Uh, she's been begging to come on the pod, and you know it's a serious possibility. It's a serious possibility. She she asked, "When am I getting on for an episode?" Which wasn't really wasn't really the point of this exercise to uh, beg to come on the podcast. But you know, my answer would be it's it's very possible. Um, let's see. Okay, Shaquille, a good friend of mine, asks, would you rather smash Brittany Mahomes, who is Patrick Mahomes' terrible wife, who, uh, if you follow football, if you just, I mean, you don't even have to follow football, she she goes viral every few minutes, but for just being annoying, um, most recently after their playoff win, Against the Buffalo Bills, she was seen just bombarding the rose below her luxury box with champagne. She popped a bottle and just sprayed it all over innocent people, which I I actually was watching that. And I was like, if I was driving home and just got drenched in champagne, I'd be fucking pissed, especially if I because, you know, if you're at a game, you probably have a few. Not necessarily driving drunk, but it's not the it's not the best look if you're drenched in alcohol. Um, yeah, would you rather smash Brittany Mahomes or Jackson Mahomes, who uh, is Patrick Mahomes' younger brother, who is equally as cringe and also had an incident this year where he was pouring a beverage on innocent fans? God. These people are terrible. I, I, I would I rather smash either of those two? Um, I think I'm just going to cut my dick off if that's an option. If if it comes down to that, so that that wraps up our question segment. Let me see what else is going on. I made it 30 minutes. Pretty impressed. Pretty impressed. Didn't think it was going to sm- flow this smoothly. But, um, yeah. I found out there's a curling club near- nearby in Wayland, which is like a half hour away. A curling club. I might be getting in. With the Olympics coming up, I'm getting super excited for all those like weird alternative sports that you don't really see over the four years in between Olympics. I'm getting excited for curling, the uh, the biathlon where they cross-country ski and then skeet shoot targets. Um, I'm stoked for the Winter Olympics. That is going to be awesome. I love those events. Um, yeah, but I just wanted to give you guys that little update. I'm going to try to get into curling. I... Um, I've always wanted to try it. Looks fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else happened recently? Oh, yeah. I had a pretty funny exchange with one of my neighbors who just, you know, just kind of was, uh, 
she complained, but she was also vibing. So I, I got home last night at like 10. I was out doing stuff, comedy, all that. And uh, I was pulling in and the song Out of Time by the Rolling Stones, which is one of my favorites, came on. And I just blasted it and sat in my car, parked for like, I don't know, the remainder of the song. After the song ended, I checked my phone and I had a text from my neighbor that was like, are you guys hearing this music? And I just go, that was me. I'm sorry. (laughs) She goes, I'm dead. I liked that last song. (laughs) And I go, sorry, a really good stone song came on as I was parking my vehicle. Yeah. So that was pretty great. Um, Love the Rolling Stones. Way better than the Beatles. I watched that Beatles documentary finally. It was great. It was so, it was great. Um, Anytime you can see something that historical with that great, I mean, the footage is unbelievable. Very great quality. Um, Very raw. You get to see all their intricate, intimate conversations and exchanges. You see George Harrison storm off the set one day or the set or whatever you call it. Um, Cause he didn't feel like he was getting the respect. John Lennon really was an asshole. He was, he was addicted to heroin. He wasn't really fully invested, but he was such a talented guy. They all knew that they needed him. He would show up like three hours late. I'm sure, I'm sure a good amount of people have watched it, but definitely add that to the list of recommendations. Um, yeah, but the Rolling Stones are ultimately better. I can't wait for that documentary to come out. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I'm giving you guys tonight. Thank you very much um, for making it through and understanding that my co-hosts are all over the map. Can't really lock down the consistency like I hoped, but we're going to try to get it together. I think the winter time's really tough. The winter time's really tough for me. I'm super busy with work and everything else. Um, also trying to mix in some ski days, uh, which I'm sure some people understand. But, yeah, we're trying to get back to that level of the weekly podcast with two, with a host and a co-host. I'm never calling myself a co-host because I'm the alpha in this room. Um, man in the arena. Shout out, Brady. I love you, man. I know you're listening. I know you're a weekly listener. <laughs> And just know that I wasn't, I wasn't as upset. I know you're appreciative of me and the rest of New England. Um, you don't need to tell me that. I don't need that validation because I know. I know you are. Um, yeah, so I'll leave it at that. Thank you for tuning in.